This is why Allah says, وَالْوَزْنُ And the weighing. يَوْمَ إِذِنْ That day, الحق, The truth. Meaning, the weighing on that day is true. In other words, weighing will definitely take place on the day of judgment. Wazn. Wazn, the root letters are obvious. Wow, zainun. It means to weigh, to weigh something. And wazn is also used for that thing which is weighed. So for example, if you have a bag of fruit and you put it on the scale, this action is called what? Wazn, because you're weighing the fruit. How much? How many pounds is it? How many kilos is it? Whatever you want to know. And wasn't, meaning the fruit itself is also called wasn't. So two things are called wasn't. First of all, the act of weighing. And secondly, the object that is being weighed. So Allah says over here that وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ Meaning the weighing is true. It will definitely take place. Have no doubt about this. Don't be uncertain about this. Remember, your actions will be weighed. Your actions will definitely be weighed on the scale on the Day of Judgment. We might wonder, how is it possible? If I say a word to someone, or if I recite a surah, how can this be weighed on the Day of Judgment? It doesn't have any physical form. If somebody gives some sadaqah, so for example, a bag of food, okay, that can be weighed on the Day of Judgment because it has a physical form. But words, like we learned that a good word is charity. Smiling is a charity. This is a good deed, an action. So it will be weighed on the Day of Judgment. But how? Allahu A'lam. But what we learn is that deeds will be given a physical form on the Day of Judgment. For example, we learn that the Prophet ﷺ said, recite Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran. Why? Because these surahs will come on the Day of Judgment in the form of birds or in the form of clouds. Right? Giving shade to the person on the Day of Judgment. So the recitation, the action, okay, that will take a physical form on the Day of Judgment. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say over here? وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ That weighing will definitely, definitely take place. It is true. Never be in doubt about it. And this also means that it will be accurate. الحق, true, meaning accurate. In this world what happens? You stand on one scale, it gives you one result. You go stand on a different scale and it gives you another result. Typically this happens when you're traveling. You weigh at home, your suitcase, it weighs perfectly fine. Underweight. You get to the airport and you find out it's overweight. Hmm? But the scales that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, the mizan that Allah has, it is not faulty. It is not faulty at all. It will produce results that are al-haq, that are 100% accurate. So وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ It is certain on the Day of Judgment. And remember that on the Day of Judgment, the deeds that will be weighed, that will have some weight, that will carry some weight, meaning that will bring some benefit to a person, are which ones? Haq deeds, meaning right deeds, correct deeds. They will have weight on the Day of Judgment, not batil deeds. Because a person does good and he also does bad. 
right? And he also performs actions that are neutral, meaning they're neither good nor are they bad. So on the day of judgment, what will have value? What will have worth on the day of judgment? Only the haq deeds, only the correct righteous deeds. Because we learn about the actions of the disbelievers. That on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn them into ashes that are blown away. فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْسُورًا Just imagine, a person was nice, they were charitable, they were good towards other people, they supported good causes, they will bring all this on the day of judgment. Or they stood you know, in worship of idols, they sacrificed so much for them, they will bring all this on the day of judgment, and it will be worth what? Blown ashes. They will have no worth, no weight on the day of judgment. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنًا We will not give any weight to them. It's like you think something is so heavy, but when you actually pick it up, it's so light. It's empty inside. It's hollow inside. It doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. So imagine on the Day of Judgment, people are bringing with them heaps and heaps of deeds. Heaps, loads and loads of deeds. And as they're put on the scale, what happens? A person finds out, this big, big sadaqah that I gave, it means nothing today. Why? Because I was showing off. I didn't do it for the sake of Allah. So right now, it has no worth. I was striving for two hours, trying to help someone, and today that deed has no value. Why? Because I reminded the person of the favor that I showed to them afterwards. So today, that good deed has absolutely no value. So what do we learn over here? وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ It will definitely take place. It will be accurate. But only those deeds will have weight which are haq, which are done for the sake of Allah, which are done according to the requirements that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed, which are acceptable to Allah. And all other deeds, they will carry no weight. They will carry no weight. Think about it. Every day of your life, you get 24 hours. Hmm? Take every hour as a box that you've been given. Fill it with anything that you want. Anything that you want. Or leave it empty. It's up to you. But after that hour is over, that box is sealed, it is closed, and it is shipped. It is shipped. And when you get to your destination, you open up all your boxes. As you're opening up your boxes, some boxes you find them full of goodies. Other boxes you open them and you find them full of snakes. Other boxes you open and you find them completely empty. Completely empty. What a waste. What a waste. It always happens that whenever we're packing, in order to travel, we find that everything we're putting is so valuable. Or it's so much, or it's a lot. But when you get to your destination, you open up your bags, you're like, that's it? That's all that I brought? It's so little. Is that everything that I bought? Is that everything that I brought as gifts? That's it? So in this world, we also experience this. Imagine on the Day of Judgment, as you unpack your boxes, what will you find? Are they going to be empty? Are they going to be full of trash? Or are they going to be full of something that's really worth it? 
that's going to have some worth on the day of judgment. وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ And remember that it's not just the deeds that will be weighed on the day of judgment. It's also something else that will be weighed. What will be weighed on the day of judgment? We learn, for instance, people will be weighed as well. So for example, a person, his deeds are weighed, his actions are weighed, and then that person himself will be weighed. He will be put on the scale. In a hadith we learned, the Prophet ﷺ said, on the day of resurrection, a huge man will be brought forth. الرجل الطويل tall الأكول الشروب Someone who used to eat a lot, drink a lot. So you're talking about someone who's tall, huge, obese. He will be placed on the scale and will not weigh even the wing of a mosquito. Meaning he'll have no value in the sight of Allah. No value. He'll be worth nothing because he didn't bring iman. Because he didn't bring with him anything that Allah likes. Anything that Allah likes. On the other hand, we learn that a righteous person, he will have a lot of worth. For example, we learn about Abdullah bin Mas'ud anhu. He was someone who had very Skinny legs. And once the companions, they saw his skinny legs and they laughed. That oh, how skinny he is. The Prophet ﷺ said, Are you amazed at the skinniness of his legs? By he in whose hand is my soul, they are heavier on the balance than the Mount Uhud even. If you were to put the mountain of Uhud, yes, it would be heavy. But you know what? The legs of this man, they are heavier. Meaning he has more worth more worth near Allah because of His Iman, because of His righteousness. So, وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ A person will be weighed. His deeds will be weighed. The scrolls on which the deeds are written, you know, we learn that the angels are writing, recording everything. Even that will be weighed. And imagine, what kind of scrolls are going to be ours? Those that are filled with useless words? Endless conversations, long useless conversations. Because sometimes we talk a lot about useless things, about irrelevant things, things that have nothing to do with us, just commenting on people, just discussing other people. And in that there's backbiting, in that there's pride, in that there's showing off, in those conversations where, you know, putting other people down. What is all this about? Imagine our scrolls are going to be weighed on the Day of Judgment. We learn in Surah Al-Mu'minun, Ayah 62, وَلَدَيْنَا كِتَابٌ يَنْطِقُ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ With us is a record which speaks with the truth and they will not be wronged at all. In Surah Al-Jathiyah, Ayah 49, we learn, هَذَا كِتَابُنَا يَنْطِقُ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ إِنَّا كُنَّا نَسْتَنْسِخُ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ This is our record which will speak about you in truth. Indeed, we were having transcribed everything that you used to do. Everything that you used to do, it was being written, it was being transcribed. So all those registers, all those scrolls, they will be brought on the Day of Judgment, put on the scale, and their worth will be determined. What are they worth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ Weighing of deeds will be certain, it will be accurate, it will definitely take place. So who will be successful then? فَمَنْ so whoever thaqulat it was heavy 
from thaqaf lam what was heavy mawazinuhu his scales mawazin plural of mizan mizan is the scale meaning the scales are heavy or mawazin is a plural of mawzun and mawzun is that which is weighed meaning the deeds which are placed and they have weight they are heavy faulaika so those whom they almuflihun the successful ones they will be successful on the day of judgment meaning if someone's actions are placed on the scales he is placed on the scales his scrolls are placed on the scales and yes the scales become heavy meaning they show some result then yes that person will be successful and on the other hand woman and whoever khaffat it was light khafafa khafif to be light what was light mawazinuhu his scales whoever's scales are light or whoever's deeds are light because remember mawazin again over here it also means mawzun meaning that which is weighed so the deeds they're weighed and they're light meaning they hardly produce any results they're not worth a pound even nothing at all so such people faulaika so those alladheena are those who khasiru they lost anfusahum themselves they will lose themselves they will have no authority over themselves no control over themselves they will lose all rights they will lose all rights khasiru anfusahum they will lose all rights in this world what happens if a person is in prison he at least has a right to sleep a right to say anything even if you know it's not going to be covered by the media but still he has a right to speak he has the right to do something maybe appeal However, khasiru anfusahum on the day of judgment if someone's scales are light they will lose themselves. Why? Bima because of what kanu they were bi ayatina with our verses yadlimun they were doing wrong. Meaning they were being unfair towards our verses, our verses in the dunya. How are they being unfair? They didn't recite them. For example, the Quran. What's the haq of the Quran? What's the right of the Quran? Yatlunahu haqqa tilawatihi. They should recite it as is the right of reciting. But if a person does not recite the book of Allah, is he not doing zulm with the book of Allah? Yes. If a person learns but he doesn't apply, is he not doing zulm with the book of Allah? If he learns and he forgets, is that not zulm? So because of this zulm on the day of judgment, what will happen? Their scales will be light and as a result they will lose themselves. So it's only their fault. It's not anybody else's fault. So they cannot blame anyone at all. Who can they blame? Only themselves. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 47, we learn, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ And we will place the scales of justice. Notice, scales of justice. for the day of resurrection fala tuzlamu nafsun shay'a so no soul will be treated unjustly at all meaning it will not be that a person he performed an action for the sake of allah in the best manner that he could and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give any reward to him does not ascribe any weight to that deed no Allah is not unfair. If a person brings tawheed, if a person brings righteousness on the day of judgment that is acceptable to Allah, then he will not be treated unfairly at all. Allah says, وَإِن كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا Even if there's something as small and as light 
as a mustard seed. Imagine as small and as light as a mustard seed, Allah will produce that. وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ And sufficient is Allah as the one who takes account. And this is why we learn in a hadith that eventually from the hellfire, even that person will be taken out who has iman in his heart. How much iman? Even the weight of a mustard seed. So imagine if there is a good deed which is as small as a mustard seed. So small, so insignificant. You're walking and all of a sudden you see you know, a thread on the masjid carpet. And you think that somebody is going to stand and pray here and put their head on the ground and they might not want to see this thread. So what do you do? You pick it up. How small is it? It's so small. Right? So small. It's a small deed. However, it can save a person on the day of judgment. It can save a person on the day of judgment. Many times we spend you know, our time when we're waiting for someone or something quietly. And we could say at that time, Subhanallah. We could say at that time, Alhamdulillah. We could say at that time, La ilaha illallah. Because these words, they're very, very small, very light on the tongue, but they're very heavy on the scale. What do we learn? Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah al-azim. Karimatan, khafifatan, ala lisan Habibatan, ila rahman heavy on the scale. So even if there's a deed that is very small, it can be very heavy on the scale. So what lesson does this give us? Don't belittle any good deed. Any good deed, no matter how small it is, it is not small. In reality, it is big. In reality, it is very, very big. Let me share a hadith with you. We learn that a man will be brought on the Day of Judgment. And 99 scrolls, how many scrolls? How many records? 99 scrolls along with him, containing his sins. Imagine, there are 99 scrolls just full of sins. They will be brought and they will be placed on one side of the balance, of the scale. And each scroll will be as long as the sight can reach. So think about it. Each scroll is as long as the sight can reach. And 99 scrolls are full of what? The sins of that person. The sins of that person. And then a card will be brought, a bitaqa. A card will be brought, a small card. Not a huge scroll, but a card. And on that card will be written, La ilaha illallah. When the man will see that this card is being brought and it's going to be put on the other side of the scale, he will say, Oh Lord, what would this card weigh against these scrolls? I mean, these are my sins. And here you bring one card. I'm doomed. This card, how can it help me? Allah will say, you will not be wronged. So the card will be placed on the other side of the balance. 
And the Prophet ﷺ said, فَطَاشَتِ السِّجِلَّاتُ وَالثَّقُلَتِ الْبِطَاقَةِ Behold, the 99 scrolls will go up and the card will become heavy. The card will become heavy. Because لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ is heavier, heavier than any good deed or any sin of a person. This is why it is so important to believe in Allah with full conviction in your heart. Because if you bring Tawheed on the Day of Judgment, inshallah you're saved. Inshallah you're saved. Remember that man who committed 99 murders. And then he ended up committing the 100th murder as well. But what happened? In his heart, he was sincere to Allah. In his heart, he wanted to please Allah. He wanted forgiveness from Allah. He believed in Allah. He had faith in Allah. He trusted Allah. So then what happened? He was forgiven for those hundred murders even. He was a serial killer. Serial killer. Today you'll find out about many killers, but I'm sure they've killed 16 or maybe 30, maybe 50. Hundred is something that you won't hear of today. But imagine, this man had killed a hundred people. Yes, there were great crimes. But at the end of the day, he believed in Allah, the one who created him. The one who made him. So yes, a person who's committed crimes, he will suffer for them. But eventually, there is forgiveness for him. So, وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْحَقِّ Weighing will definitely take place. فَمَنْ سَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ They will be successful. And what is it that will cause the scales to become heavy? It's لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ It's the good deeds that you do. No matter how small they may be, it's the good word that you say. Because words also will be weighed on the Day of Judgment. The dhikr of Allah, the recitation of the Qur'an, the good words of advice, the good comforting words that you say to someone, they will have a weight on the Day of Judgment. And imagine, if the words that are good are less than the words that are nasty. Think about it, your language, every sentence that you say, every conversation that you have, how much of it is really good and how much of it is bad? Grade yourself, be honest with yourself. And question yourself that really, what am I taking with me on the Day of Judgment? Because on that day, weighing will take place. And whoever's scales are light, then whose fault is it? It is only his fault. We also learn from various ahadiths that anything that a person uses in the way of Allah, even that will be weighed on the Day of Judgment. So it's not just your deeds, not just your words, not just you yourself, but also something that you use in the way of Allah. So for example, if a person has a horse that he keeps, why? So that he can use it for jihad in Allah's cause. Okay, And he looks after that horse, he feeds that horse, then we learn that even his dung, imagine the dung of that horse, even that will be weighed on the Day of Judgment, in the favor of the person. The food that he fed him, the water that he gave him, that will be weighed in the favor of that person on the Day of Judgment. How can you relate this with yourself today? Sometimes it happens that every time you're filling gas in your car, you're like, here goes another $80. Here goes another $150. And why am I going crazy driving from Toronto Every weekend to Mississauga, 40 minutes one way, 
Why am I wasting all this money? I could be listening to this for free online. Right? You might you know, say this to yourself, or other people may say this to you. Likewise, those of you who are mothers over here, you may be driving your children back and forth from the masjid, from Islamic school, from a Qur'an class, from a halaqa, and you might start doubting yourself that why am I spending so much money on gas? Why? It's a waste. But remember that every liter of gas that you put into your car, even that will be weighed, inshaAllah, in your favor on the Day of Judgment. Because Allah, He is ash-shukur, the one who is very, very appreciative. We also learned that the ink of the scholars, meaning the pen with which a person writes something good, and then that good thing, other people read it, they benefit from it, they change. That ink will also be weighed in the favor of the author on the Day of Judgment. So think about it. How many pens have you used? How many highlighters have you used? Every time you go to Staples to buy pens, don't tell yourself, oh, I'm wasting so much money. No! You're gathering more reward for yourself. وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ All these things will be weighed on the Day of Judgment. And finally, one last thing, Ibn Mas'ud anhu he said, that a person would enter Jannah just because of one good deed that will tip his scale. And a person will go to hellfire just because of one sin that will tip his scale. He can enter Jannah because of what? One good deed that will tip his scale. And he could be going to hellfire because of one sin that will tip his scale. Many times it happens that when we have to pray salah, we're like, yeah, I prayed my fard, my sunnah, you know, it's okay. I'm too tired. Especially at Isha time. Like, I've said my fard, sunnah, inshallah, Allah will forgive, it's okay. I pray every day, it's okay. Recently I heard a hadith which really shook me. That once a man, he passed away and he was being buried and the Prophet ﷺ, he was mentioning the events that will happen after death. And he said that this dead person, he would find two rak'at more valuable than everything that you have in this world. Meaning, if he was offered two things, two rak'at, or anything of this world, everything of this world, what would he take? What would he take? Those two rak'at. Because he knows the value of those two rak'at now. And everything of the world, what has happened? It will stay behind. So what is more precious to him is what? Two rak'at. And today while we are on the earth, what do we do? We prefer everything but the two rak'at. And the sad reality is that everything will stay here. Your clothes, your shoes, your food. Because sometimes what happens? We're going out to eat. Quickly, quickly, pray your salah. Leave the sunnah. It's okay. Run. We have to go for dinner. Everybody's waiting. We have to go. The food is waiting. I'm hungry. I want to have fun. I want to talk to my friends. And we leave those two rak'at. But you know what? The food will stay here. The restaurant will stay here. The friends will stay here. The clothes will stay here. But if you had prayed those two rak'at, they would have gone with you. And you never know. It could be because of those two rak'at that you could be entering Jannah. And imagine if you're missing it just because you don't have a little bit more. A little bit more. 
In this world what happens? If you're ever shopping, then you're like, let me just see here, let me see here. What if, what if I find a good deal here? What if I find a good deal there? We want to go through every rack, every row. Because we don't want to miss out on anything. But with regards to the matters of the hereafter, which are far more serious, far more serious, we are careless towards them. And we neglect good deeds. Big deeds, small deeds, we neglect them. Forgetting that وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ Weighing will definitely take place on the Day of Judgment. It could really take us to Jannah or deprive us of Jannah. Recitation. وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يَظْلِمُونَ وَلَقَدْ مَكَّنَّاكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَجَعَلْنَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا مَعَايِشْ وَلَقَدْ and certainly مَكَّنَّاكُمْ We established you. مَكَّنَّا from Meem Kaf Noon. مَكَّنَا يُمَكِّنُ تَمْكِينَ is to establish firmly, to provide a home, to provide stability and firmness and authority. So we have provided all of this to you. Where? فِي الْأَرْضِ In the earth. Meaning Allah has provided us residence on this planet. And not just residence, but also authority. That we can do so many things. We can use the resources that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us in this earth. So He created us here, He populated us on this earth, He provided us all the resources that we need. وَجَعَلْنَا And we made لَكُمْ for you فِيهَا إِنِتْ مَعَايِشْ Means of livelihood. Ma'ayish is a plural of ma'isha. From ayn, ya, sheen. And isha, ma'isha is basically anything on which life depends. So for example, food. Or water. Anything that you can say is a facility for us. You know, it's a facility for living. Whether it is air, or rain, or snow, or trees, the food that we eat, the animals that we benefit from, the different things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So, وَجَعَلْنَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا مَعَايِشْ We established you on the earth, gave you freedom here, gave you a home, a residence with authority, and provided you all the resources that you need in order to live comfortably. But look at you. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ How little is it that you show gratitude? Very little gratitude you show. How? That you complain so much. A little bit of snow falls for the first time and you start complaining. It's so cold. And I'm really not looking forward. قَلِيلًا ma تَشْكُرُونَ How ungrateful you are. Very little it is that you show gratitude. Just think about it. Look at your life. Hmm? Look at yourself. Look at your home. How many things Allah has provided for you? Your car. Your home. Your furniture, the food that you eat. وَجَعَلْنَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا مَعَايِشْ Different types of food. Just open your spice cupboard 
And look at all the different colors and flavors and aromas you have combined in just one place. In one place. But still, how ungrateful we are. How? That we think about what we don't have. We list the things that we don't have. And we ignore the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. The reality is that وَإِن تَعُدُّ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا You can never enumerate the blessings that Allah has given to you. But what do we do? We enumerate the problems that we have in our lives. I don't have this, I have this problem, I'm suffering from this. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ If we spent our entire lives just thanking Allah, even that would be insufficient. Because every second of your life, you are consuming so much of what Allah has given you. Think about the very oxygen that you're breathing. The very air that you're benefiting from. The food that you eat. You think it's one simple food? No. It has so many other things in it. So many spices. Right? So many different things that are combined in it. But what do we say? It's so plain. It's so dry. It's so bland. It's too spicy. It's too this. It's too that. We complain like there's no tomorrow. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ How little it is that you are grateful. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, خَلَقْنَاكُمْ We created you. ثُمَّ then صَوَّرْنَاكُمْ We gave you a shape, a form. صَوَّرَ يُصَوِّرُ تَصْوِيرُ Is to shape, to form something, to mold, to make an appearance. So, صَوَّرْنَاكُمْ Meaning we gave you a unique appearance. We shaped you, we molded you. Just look at how smooth your skin is. There's no bumps. If you compare your body with that of a doll, you see that you know a nose is fixed and an arm is fixed and the head is fixed and the kid is playing with it and pops the head off. It doesn't happen with you. Your limbs don't just snap off. No. Sawarnakum. And look at the amazing, the beautiful appearance that he's given you. But again, we're not grateful for that. What do we say? My skin is too much like this. And my hair is too much like this. And my nose is too much like this. And my lips are too much like this. And my cheek is too much like this. And my jawbone is too much like this. And my forehead is too much like this. Right? Just noticing the imperfections. And so-called imperfections. They're actually perfections. Because they have been made by the greatest creator. Ahsanul Khaliqeen. We shaped you. We gave you a human form, a beautiful form, a unique form. And when Allah created our father Adam, what happened after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a form? After he gave him a human form. We said to the angels, All of you prostrate, li Adam to Adam. Allah created Adam. And told the angels, all of you prostrate to Adam. So what happened? فَسَجَدُوا So they all prostrated. Why? Because it was Allah's command. إِلَّا except Iblis. He was not an angel, but he was present amongst the angels. And when the group of the angels were commanded, he was also given that instruction. So he was also supposed to prostrate, but he refused. Allah said, Lam not yakun he was min from asajideen those who prostrate. He was not of those who prostrate. Everybody was prostrating except for Iblis. Everyone was praying except for her. You see the relation over here? Hmm? Everyone was prostrating except for Iblis. And many times what happens? Everyone is praying except for this one person. Could be you and I. Why? Just because we're being lazy. 
just because we don't feel like it? لَمْ يَكُمْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ Iblis refused to prostrate. Everyone was prostrating, but he wasn't. And how ashamed we should be of ourselves when everyone is praying and we're just sitting back, relaxing. قَالَ He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked, مَا what مَنَعَكَ It stopped you. What prevented you? Allah that not. تَسْجُدَ You prostrate. إِذْ when أَمَرْتُكَ I commanded you. When I commanded you, then why didn't you prostrate? You shouldn't have been looking at who I told you to prostrate to. You should have been thinking about the fact that I gave you the command to prostrate. And this is something that we need to remember as well. Many times we have to do things with other people which we find difficult to do. For instance, talking to a relative whom we do not get along with. Forgiving someone who is older to us. Right? Respecting someone whom we are angry with, whether it is the husband or the parents. But at that time, don't look at that person. Look at the fact that Allah is the one who has told you to respect your husband. Allah is the one who has commanded you to obey your parents, to show respect to them. Allah asked Iblis, مَا مَنَعَكَ أَلَّا تَسْجُدَ إِذْ أَمَرْتُكَ When I commanded you, قَالَ He said, أَنَا I خَيْرٌ better مِنْهُ than him. I'm better than him. He became stubborn on his wrong action and he justified it. How did he justify it? He said, I am better than Adam. And since I am better than Adam, I am not going to prostrate to him. Adam can prostrate to me, but I am not going to prostrate to Adam. And how am I better than him? Because خَلَقْتَنِي You created me مِن نَارٍ from fire وَخَلَقْتَهُ And you created him مِن طين from clay. I'm not going into details of all these words because you're familiar. Alhamdulillah. He said that you made me from fire and you made him from clay. This is why I am better than him and I am never going to prostrate to Adam. And it doesn't matter whether you commanded me, but still I'm not going to prostrate to Adam. Because خَلَقْتَنِي مِن نَارٍ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِن طِينٍ Many times this happens with us as well. There is something we have to do, but we don't do it. Why? Because our ego comes in. Ego. We have to make ourselves small. If I talk to someone with respect, I'm humiliating myself. No, you're not. But this is what shaitan puts into our heart. That stand confidently. Speak loudly. You know, tell them that you have a mouth as well. Show them that you can also talk a lot. Show them that you can also prove them wrong. Why should you suffer in silence? Speak up. Right? This is how shaitan prompts us. But over there, we need to realize that if Allah has commanded me to do something, it doesn't matter who I am. Umar anhu. Such a great companion he was, but when he was told, fear Allah, he put his cheek on the ground. When a woman objected to the decision that he had made, he said, yes, the woman is right and Umar is wrong. In public he said that. He had no you know, pride that prevented him from confessing his mistake. Because he realized that he was human and he is prone to error. Iblis, what did he do over here? He made a mistake and then he justified it. He said, I am better than him. This is why I'm not prostrating to Adam. And look at the logic that he presented. What's that logic? I am made from fire and he's made from clay. But I want you to think about this logic that Iblis presented. Is this true? 
that fire is better than clay? Is it true that fire is better than clay? Ibn Qayyim has put a whole comparison together that how this is not true. Yes. Yes. Now think about it. If you have fire burning, okay, and it's close to clay or it's on clay, on mud, okay, let's say there's wood and it's burning and it's sitting on the ground, the earth is not going to be burnt. Okay, it can withstand the heat. Yes, it will become black, but it won't finish. But if there is fire and you put mud on it, what's going to happen to the fire? What's going to happen? It's going to finish. Right? Fire by nature is destructive. And earth, soil, by nature it is peaceful and calm. This is why when you go to a spa and you think about having mud, some kind of mud put on your face and your hands. People do that stuff, right? Because it's some kind of special mud which is really good for your skin. It will exfoliate and it will do this and this, right? So it's peaceful and calm by nature. Fire is destructive and earth is such that if you put something in it, it will bring so much more to you. You put a seed in the ground, in the earth, and what will happen? It will grow a plant that will give you so many more seeds. Right? And if you put a seed in the fire, what's going to happen? It's just going to finish that seed. So this logic that he presented, that I am better than him, you made me from fire and you made him from clay, fire is better than clay, this is wrong. And many times it happens that pride, it blinds your brain, your logic. So you don't even think rationally anymore. People who are very arrogant, who act or who speak based on their whims and their desires and their ego, then what happens is that they don't think rationally anymore. They don't even use their mind anymore. You raise your hand over here. Assalamualaikum. I was just remembering... I probably learned it in school. When farmers want to make their soil more fertile, they burn it. Yes. And it makes it easier for things to grow in the soil. So fire can actually help the earth be more productive. Yeah, but the earth, it will only finish the fire. So shaitan, he justified his wrong action and he persisted on his wrong. So those people who are driven by their pride and their ego, there's no place for them in the presence of Allah. Such people cannot draw close to Allah. They cannot be near Allah. If you want to be close to Allah, you have to sacrifice your ego. You have to slaughter your ego. Only then you can attain nearness to Allah. This is why shaitan was expelled from the presence of Allah, as we will read in the later verses, inshaAllah. We'll listen to the recitation. وَلَقَدْ مَكَّنَّاكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَجَعَلْنَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا مَعَايشِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ صَوَّرْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ لَمْ يَكُنْ مِنَ السَّاجِدِينَ قال ما منعك ان لا تسجد اذ امرتك 
قال انا خير منه خلقتني من نار وخلقته من طين 